it's no secret that there is not a lack of content out there and options out there for people to choose from and consume. And so to choose your content, you have to understand the depth and value that you put in it is going to matter a lot because it's not just about getting somebody to watch or listen to your content one time, it's about getting them to come back. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 597. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the fifth and final episode of this series, my 2024 marketing predictions. I thought this would be fun to actually do a bunch of predictions in one as it relates to like the digital marketing space in 2024 and kind of like what's in, what's out. I know everybody was doing those lists this year for New Year's. I saw a bunch posted on um, Instagram. So that's not exactly my format, but I have a list of kind of my overall market predictions of what will be important in the digital marketing space this year. So first of all, some of these are going to be already talked about on previous episodes, but I'm going to talk about them in a little bit different way. And this one is no secret, and that is the importance of value, 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 value with your content, over-delivering with your content, and understanding that consistency is super important with your content. It should be the goal. Number one is showing up consistently, but also depth. Because as I've talked about this whole series, it's no secret that There is not a lack of content out there and options out there for people to choose from and consume. And so to choose your content, you have to understand the depth and value that you put in it is going to matter a lot because it's not just about getting somebody to watch or listen to your content one time. It's about getting them to come back because that is a true fan, a true believer. It's somebody who's regularly consuming your content and therefore regularly building a relationship with you, which makes it very easy to eventually convert them into a paying customer. So that value is going to be super important. Now, how do you make sure you're bringing that value? I mean, one of my biggest secrets is making sure you're leveraging your expertise and your unique, authentic gifts, because then bringing the value becomes easy. If you're leveraging what you're naturally really good at, what you are you have experience in, what your expertise is, what's easy for you to talk about, then it's going to be very easy to record valuable content and create valuable content. I think people oftentimes associate valuable content with it needs to take me a really long time to create. And that's definitely not what I mean here. Like when I go to create a podcast, I actually don't do a ton of prep. I usually write out bulleted notes just so I have like a direction, but I naturally love to riff I'm not a script follower at all. I'm laughing because like you should see me try to record a YouTube video right now. Sometimes you have to use scripts in YouTube and it's like so miserable for me. (laughs) Anyways, I am not a script follower. I like to riff and I also can talk about marketing all day long and I can leverage my experience. And so because of that, I'm able to create really valuable content, but it doesn't have to be hard for me because I'm in that full alignment. And so don't, don't confuse super valuable content with it needs to take me six hours to record a video or a podcast. It does need to be very valuable and it can't just stay on the surface. So when you think about content, you want someone to be able to walk away after consuming this content and actually 
have clarity, have a deeper understanding, understand what mistake they were making, or have a couple of things they can go and implement because ultimately that level of clarity and value and depth is what's going to build the relationship. So that's going to be super important. And also with the content, I think not selling on the back of every piece of content, like showing up and delivering valuable content kind of with no strings attached. Of course, we do want to convert people, but if every time we put out a piece of content, then we're also like pitching. And if the motivation behind putting out content is only to get sales, I can guarantee you kind of lost sight of the value. I've often, I've worked with entrepreneurs before where they couldn't like grasp the concept behind valuable content because they were so focused on the sale that every time they'd create content, they were like trying to figure out how to tie it back to the offer and how to, you know, keep it only surface level so that people still wanted to buy their offer. And they were so stuck on that, that what they forgot was, well, the purpose behind content is relationships and how do we get sales relationships. So we need to have no strings attached, valuable content that is consistently put out to build an audience, attract an audience and keep an audience coming back. That's going to build relationships, which is going to create sales, right? So that's very important. And then another note on that is valuable content also doesn't mean an overloaded amount of information for your audience because that's not valuable, right? If you overwhelm somebody, that's not valuable to them. That's just noise. And so part of the role of a content creator and somebody creating content is you taking the time to break something down and make it very clear. So when people are like, okay, I'm going to make valuable content, I'm going to create a podcast episode that has like 12 things in it and I'm going to give all my secrets. While that might be valuable, it's not valuable if somebody can't digest it. So there's a balance there. The second thing is I think, this is kind of a prediction, but I think long form content is coming back. I think that people like we're on this cycle where we went to like the shortest possible amount of content, like with 15 second TikTok videos and reels. And I do think to an extent, long form content is coming back. Now, here's kind of my prediction. I think that new people, new cold traffic is going to have to see a short form clip or social post or video or something that pulls them in. And then your followers who come back time after time might crave longer form content from less creators in their life. This is kind of a prediction, but if you do look at YouTube and a lot of successful YouTube channels, like if you even take Joe Rogan, for example, who's got the most successful podcast, I think in the world, at least it was at one point, it's very long form, way too long form for me. But people enjoy depth. And I think we went on the cycle where it was like, well, we brought content down to as short as it could possibly be for our attention spans. And now we realize that this like quantity over quality is not necessarily the best thing for us. And so we're going to bring back longer form. So how could this look in your business? Maybe playing with a longer form podcast or a longer form video, maybe one out of your podcast that you release every month or something is longer form and just allowing that a place where existing followers and listeners and subscribers can come and get more depth from you. Then 
On the content topic, I also think content series, like what I'm doing right now, is going to do well. This is a way to take longer form content and break it up into shorter chunks. I've been doing series for like two years and a lot of people have started doing them, but I think that they're just so valuable and it also gives people a reason to come back to the next part of the series, right? So content series kind of hit those boxes around the other predictions I have, which is super valuable and not necessarily connected to buying and selling and pitching. And then it's also longer form content broken into smaller chunks. So considering doing a content series on if you have a podcast or YouTube channel or maybe you even do it on your social media, you could do a podcast series. I think that will do well this year. And then this is, I've talked about this throughout, but I want to mention it here because I just cannot emphasize this enough. Only the people and the businesses and the brands who have super solid messaging, meaning your emotional connection and ability to write and speak to that connection has to be 10 out of 10, has to go way deeper than surface level and stand out are going to be able to garner enough attention to get people to consume their content, sign up for their lead gen, and buy their offer. I think if you were to place the percentage of where your efforts need to go in your marketing next year, messaging is number one. Now, has it always been? Yeah, probably, but it's even more important. As the space gets more crowded, as the economy struggles and buyer hesitancy is higher, it just heightens and turns up the dial for the importance on messaging. So again, looking at this year, last year was really the same, but this year it's just like dialed up even more. Your messaging has got to be dialed in. And if something isn't working in your marketing, it is likely related to your messaging. All right. Those are my content and like messaging um, predictions. Now, playing the long game. This is another one that I think will become even more important. And my next prediction relates to this one. So playing the long game is going to be critical because buyer hesitancy is higher. Therefore, people may wait longer to make a buying decision. And so therefore, you as a business owner need to play the long game. And so how do you play the long game? Well, you make sure, number one, you consistently have new audience members and new leads coming in to your funnels and your world and then nurturing. And you are consistently nurturing those people, like I said earlier, with no strings attached. You are making consistency and showing up consistently the goal. And then also within that, you are weaving in constant opportunities very naturally for them to buy your offer. You'll notice on this podcast, my podcast, I don't really have commercials. Like I have my commercial at the end of the podcast. It's just like our outro. But I will always weave in my offers very naturally if they flow with the content. It's not in every podcast. It's in the ones that it makes sense. A lot of times for me, I don't even plan it. It's just like, oh, this is obvious. But also we will create opportunities in our email marketing and with live launches where we're constantly like nurture, 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 re-engage. There's that um, saying from, I think it's John Gottman. And I think it's like for every three 
or maybe it's even five like positive. You have to have basically five positive interactions to one negative interaction in a relationship. It might be three or five. I actually can't remember. But he talks about marriages and it's about relationships and your positive interactions have to outweigh your negative interactions. If you look at nurturing and sales, it's kind of the the same thing. You need a three to one, likely three to one or maybe even five to one, but probably three to one ratio of nurturing to sales. So you should be nurture, 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 sell, right? And so, I mean, don't take that literally and look at like, okay, every third email I can send out a sales email, but you should be putting out enough value and enough nurturing compared to your direct promotional content. And so when you look at like my marketing strategy, we've got the podcast, I have my YouTube channel. Anytime I do a launch, it's like a huge value event first. Then we do the selling. You have to earn the right to sell. And how you earn the right is you build the relationship. You build the bank of positive interactions in your marketing through nurturing, through value, through showing up. So playing that long game and making sure your nurture and interactions that are valuable to your audience far outweigh your direct promotion. Don't lose sight in the fact that, yes, you're a business. You really need to get sales. That's true for every business. Don't disconnect that nurturing is separate from sales. Nurturing and relationship building is how you get sales. Don't lose sight in that and trying to get the sales. Then another prediction I have is smaller price products. Don't take this and run with it for everybody. This is very custom to your business. But when the economy gets tougher, people have to buy less expensive things. That is not to say that high ticket is not going to do well. It is to say maybe it's a good strategy for your business to have something lower priced available So that all the people who can't afford your higher ticket offer can get in on this other offer and you can create an ideal customer into your other offer. So it's something that I'll be looking at for our business potentially is just like a digital product that's like $300 and is less. Um, That's a strategy I have in the back of my mind kind of percolating for our business, my own business next year because I think there are just so many people out there who can't afford the higher level offers, even $1,000, even $2,000, and that being hard for them in the current economic state. I do not think you should change your entire business model because you think it's going to be easier to sell something lower ticket. It's really not easier. It's it's just as much work to sell something for like $200 as it is $2,000. You still have to convince someone to pull out their credit card and hand it to you that it still requires that effort. People mistake this all the time. But if you have a whole selective handful of people who literally cannot afford the higher level product who maybe used to be able to, then it's time to think about, okay, is there a lower offer that will serve my audience, not take away from my core audience and support my overall business goal? It has. To, there's a lot that goes into this. It has to support that bigger offer, create ideal customers into that bigger offer, can't take away from it. And it also needs to solve a problem for your audience and not just be cheaper, right? There's a very like methodical way to doing a value ladder. That's something that we help clients with all the time because it's a great way to expand and scale a business. 
And then I have two more, increase lifetime value of a customer and how important that's going to be. So again, with the economy and with the way things are, this is when you just can dial everything in. And one of the things you can dial in is how do you get more out of the customers you're already getting, you're already bringing in. So LTV is lifetime value. And so when you look at all of your customers and the average amount they spend with your company total, can you serve them and support them in a way where you can get more from the customers? Because the reality is you already worked so hard to get that customer. Like how much work you did in your marketing to get that one customer, if you could increase by 10%, your LTV and your lifetime value of what you're getting from a customer, your business will grow tremendously, right? So a lot of times people mistake and are only looking at new. They're only looking at, okay, how do I bring in new leads, new sales, and kind of forgetting about the customers that bought from them. Of course, you do need new leads. You do need new sales. That's a portion and a percentage of your business But also there's a lot of opportunity in your existing customers who have already said, hey, I already really trust you and your business so much so that I'm buying from you because I want you to solve my problem. Now, is there more you can do to support them and add something onto your offer or have an upsell to increase that lifetime value per customer? Because that will be an instant boost in your business without any more marketing cost. So if you need to increase your profit and you want to get more out of what you're putting into your marketing, this is a very successful way to do it. And then my last um, prediction, I guess, is honestly fake messaging is going to be seen right through. And I say this because I see it way too much on Instagram where it's like, you know those videos or someone's stories where they're saying something like, how do I explain this? They're saying something that seems like it would be very nice or it would be like a very true, transparent thing, but then you know it's just like not true. <laughs> like they're they're trying to say that something they're doing or something behind the scenes in their business or it's like this thing, if you do this, it changed my life or it made me this much money or whatever promise, right? And, and it's so obvious that it's not real. Like it sounds almost like too good to be true or yeah, I mean, I think that's it. Too good to be true because I think so many consumers and people who are consuming content and are on social media have really smartened up to the fact that life is life and this like perfect highlight reel that a lot of influencers in the past tried to showcase is fake. And so the influencers and the businesses and the brands that do really well are the super transparent, real, authentic ones. And so that content that feels like very scripted, too good to be true, like false promises fluff, it is going to instantly just lose your trust with your audience. So being really aware of that and not I honestly think my audience, like you guys do not do that because I'm so against it, but also understanding like when you watch it, that that's not an example of what you should bring in your business and being aware of how can you bring more authenticity and more trust 
and more like deep, real messaging and connection because that that is the best way to build a solid relationship with your audience. So those are my all batched together, what will happen in the digital space in 2024. If you feel like I missed anything or you loved any of these, I'd love for you to send me a message on Instagram and let me know. I love hearing from you guys after you listen to the podcast. I love hearing your individual takeaways or thoughts or aha moments. I love it so much. So if you feel like sending me a message at Emily Hirsch, you can do that. Otherwise, make sure if you haven't yet downloaded the playbook, hirschmarketing.com slash playbook. That resource is going to be so pivotal to planning out your marketing, executing your marketing this year. If you haven't gone through it yet, it's incredible. 50 pages of actual gold and all the ad examples and things that we have in there. So definitely grab that. Otherwise, I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing can help take your marketing to the next level no matter where you're at today. We help our clients scale faster than ever, find hidden leaks in their funnel, experiment with new creative marketing strategies, and help their business explode and be more profitable than they ever dreamed possible. Head over to helpmystrategy.com and see if you qualify for a free strategy audit with Team Hirsch.